another edition of the Behind the You podcast, and we are joined by, well, I could say, UM legend, first round draft pick, national champion, but for this current conversation, I'm going to go with general manager of football operations, Alonzo Highsmith. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing wonderful. How you doing tonight? I'm doing great. Now, he is currently in job mode. He is driving to a meeting. We will not discuss the details. It is the month of January, so you, you can probably only figure what the topic of conversation will be. Alonzo, let's get into it because people are passionate about this school, about this team, about this program, about where it's going. We just finished this week seeing the national championship game and watching what Georgia did. You guys, top three recruiting class. There's another window coming up. So let's get into talent acquisition and your role in that. Let's start here. Assembling a recruiting class. The same or different than a draft class? It's a little bit different, but um, it all boils down to the exact same thing, player acquisition. And I think if you watch the Georgia game, you realize that it's all about talent. It's all about finding the right type of kids for your program, building consistency, building a nucleus of young players, young talent, bringing in an influx of young talent at all times. And Let's just be honest. If you're going to play against Georgia, you're going to play against Michigan, and you're going to play in the Final Four, you have to have professional-type football players at the college level on your team. I mean, it, it sounds easy, but it's hard, and that's when evaluation skills come in. That's identifying the physical traits that it takes to play at the next level. And I consider Miami as a program that needs me playing against the Georgias, the Alabamas, and playing for national championships. And, I mean, that's the barometer. Um, Georgia is the barometer for the University of Miami. And I don't think we're going to be satisfied till we get to that level of football. The high-ranking players, the elite talent, maybe they're easy to identify. But at the same time, you have to find the guys that matter to you, to your program, to the vision that you and Mario share. So... How do you begin that process? And what, even when you're looking at the best players, what do you look for? I'm going to keep it very simple. You're looking for guys with the physical traits, size, and speed who make plays on the football field. And that's what it's about. It's not a scientific experiment. We're not building rocket ships. We're identifying the type of talent that it takes to play at the highest level in college football. And you're not going to beat the Alabamas and the Georgias without elite talent on the field. And that's what this is all about. And that's what it will always be about at the University of Miami, building an elite team, building the type of team that plays for the ACC championship and national championships. That's why I came back to University of Miami. And that's the only thing I know. I don't know anything else other than building a quality football team. I was in pro football for 20 years at the Green Bay Packers for 19 and ended with John Schneider at Seattle. And it's always about the same thing every year, building an elite team. And it starts with acquiring and evaluating elite talent. When you sat with Mario, I guess as you were, there was interest in the job. And as you've sat with him since, what is the vision he's building towards and your role in scouting, evaluating, and recommending the players to fit that vision? Well, you know, Mario's been very successful. He was at Alabama. He's been at Oregon where they've had elite talent. He understands what it looks like, what it tastes like, 
what it's supposed to be like. And uh, we have some coaches on our staff who have also been around talent, as well as some of the personnel people in our office who've been around winning programs. They've been part of developing players. And, you know, I'm probably one of the old, I'm the oldest person we have on our staff as far as in the evaluation part of our program. And my goal is to assist. My goal is to help teach the young staffers that we have, the young personnel people, what it looks like, what it's supposed to be like, and identifying the traits and the physical side of football of what it's going to take for us to get to the next level. And, you know, I was talking to Jimmy Johnson a while back, and we talk about the same things all the time. You've got to have smart football players. You've got to have talented football players. And you got to have players with the physical traits and all those sorts of things. But most of all, you got to find guys that love to play the game of football. That is important to them. If you watch the University of Georgia, you watch Kirby Smart's program, one of the things you can identify with them is, is that football is important. And anywhere where it's important, you're going to be successful. And that's what I like about Mario Cristobal. Winning and being successful is very important to him. It's the number one priority for him building this program. Alonzo, I'm big on those things too. I also know that whether it's in football or the, or the workplace, right? Finding people who are passionate, uh, finding people who love what they do, uh, finding people who are smart. Sometimes that can be tricky, but the film is the film, right? He makes plays, he doesn't make yeah. plays. But how do you begin to evaluate or seek out those characteristics and the players you're looking at? Because to me, you get a lot of those guys with those traits, you'll have a winning program. Yeah, I think one of the things you look for in the football players is consistency. You watch game after game and, and you watch them play. You watch their passion for the game. And then you read up on the histories. You talk to the coaches about the kid. Um, and then you identify that kid because he's a good football player. And on top of being a good football player, he makes plays on the field. And besides making plays on the field, he's a very smart person. He's got a high football IQ. Those are the type of guys that are going to enable you to win and build a consistent program. Can you put your finger on that pretty quickly from talking to kids? Oh, yeah. I love the process of talking to kids and understanding where they come from, how they got there. I love their stories. I think most successful players and individuals in life have a story behind them. I always try and tell players, and even in my own story, moving from Montreal, Canada, to Miami, Florida, Christopher Columbus High School, University of Miami, that story can be part of your inner drive within yourself and um, creating self-value for yourself because of that story, a story that says I'm going to succeed no matter what. And when you combine that with talent, you could combine that with intelligence, you combine that with a work ethic, all those things become part of your story and who you are as a player. I, I have not met a great player that hasn't had a story behind him and how he got to where he is and why he's there. And there's a reason why he's playing the game. If you're just out there just to be out there, I don't think you can have the success that you want to have. You have to have something because football is a physical, tough, demanding game. and It's going to take a great deal out of you. So there has to be some inner drive. There has to be something in it other than just 
what comes with it, money, fame, and fortune, and all that kind of stuff. There's got to be that inner drive that says, I have to be the best. I have to succeed. I have to overcome all odds. And, you know, you, and by talking to kids, you understand that, and you get to be around them, and then you can see that. And then you watch their play on the field, and you go, wow, this kid's got it all. And, and you know what? And that's what we're looking for at University of Miami. We're looking for kids that the game means something to them. It's important to them. And they're not just representing themselves or representing the University of Miami. They're representing their family. Every time they walk out on a practice field or every time they play a game on Saturday, it's important to them. The I guess I'm going to use the word drive or pride. Mm -hmm. Yeah. To me, without those things, I don't care how good you are. If you don't take a lot of pride in your own name on the back, if you don't care, uh, to me, it's hard to generate positive results. You know what? One of the things we've always talked about as players, you know, when you used to go in a barbershop and everyone's in there and you play at the University of Miami or, or you're from your community, you wanted people to say, you see that guy over there? He's part of the best football team in America. He's one of the best players in the nation. You, I don't think it's an easy thing, but it's something you take pride in. I want people to say that guy is a good football player. He's a great person and he's part of a special football team. That That's taking pride in what you do. That's being a professional at a young age. That's understanding that in order to be great, in order to be a great team, you have to be willing to give more of yourself. And when you're willing to give more of yourself and you become what's good for the team, that influences many people on a team. And, and that's what you're trying to build a team full of influencers, people who care um, that practice means something to them. Going to class means something to them because I always tell players, if your family, if your daughter or whatever story you had behind you was that important to you in life, you're going to do everything possible to succeed. and You're not going to let anything get in the way. Make this the day your life changes. The all-new UFIT Gyms has been created to give you exactly what you need to accelerate your fitness results, including state-of-the-art equipment and a new cross-functional turf training area. Enjoy personal training as low as $35 and new small group training classes, including HIT Plus. Take it to the next level with personalized nutrition from Eat Love, along with anywhere, anytime access to UFIT on demand with over 1,000 workouts. Reach your goals faster at the new UFIT Gyms. So you mentioned Georgia early, and I'm glad you you took that head on because I don't I think it'd be impossible to not watch that game this week or even watch some of the other college football playoff games and look at those teams on film or on TV and not go. All right, it's pretty clear what has to happen at the University of Miami. If you look at the 23 recruiting class, I think the top four guys by rankings were two offensive linemen, two defensive linemen. What does that say about where you started this process and how important? physicality, size, trenches, et cetera, are important to what Mario wants and what you guys are trying to deliver? Well, I, I think if you go back to Georgia's team last year and you go to their team this year, there's going to be 25 draft picks between last year and this year on the football field. And when you don't have draft picks and that kind of stuff, it lets you know how far you are away from competing against those type teams when Miami was at its best when Miami was dominating and winning national championships they had more talented players than everybody that was it that's the end of the story that's how it was and until you can get to that level you're not going to compete for national championships 
How important is so when you look at players? Do you? I know people throw stars around and rankings, but as you, Alonzo Highsmith, a guy who spent twenty years in the NFL, do you look at prospects and look at stars? Do you look at prospects and go? He can, no, he I, I have no clue what stars mean. Do you see future NFL players when you recruit? No, I, I'm looking for guys with the physical size and traits. What are so? What are some of those, Alonzo? I know it's different by position, but what are some of those things you're looking for? Well, if you're talking about defensive linemen. You look for players with size and speed. Defensive tackles, six foot four, three hundred pounds, two hundred ninety pounds. Um, corners that are fast and long and athletic. Receivers that have speed and length and can have great run after catch. All those sorts of things make up great football players. And the more great football players you have that meet those measurables, size and speed, you're going to have a chance to compete against anyone in the nation. Some of the young guys, I, I, those young staffers you mentioned, I've talked to them, and they say you're always watching film. Do you still love it? I love it. I love watching film. That's my passion. You know, I I really don't have an ego. I don't need anyone to pat me on the back. My goal is to help build this football team and be a sounding board for Mario and the rest of the scouting staff that they can use me and say, Alonzo, with all your vast experience and all the great plays you're around – does this player remind you of anybody? And I could say, yeah, I saw a player 10 years ago and, and five years ago and two years ago and last year in a draft who had the same measurables, looked just like him, and he reminds me of those type of players. That's the great thing about experience, about scouting. The thing about scouting that's important is you always have to build a Rolodex in your head. And the longer you've been doing this, the bigger that Rolodex gets in your head, that you can pull up players from, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, a year ago, that you can compare to. And comparison is one of the greatest things we have in scouting, being able to compare players to past and future. How does the process work? Does the list start with you or does the list come to you and then you start one? No, we, we have a staff of young guys who just go through players and go through players and it shoots up to another level. Then another level comes to me and we all work together. We're all focused on the same thing and that's finding good football players um as it goes up the levels and it goes to me it goes to Mario, it goes to the coaches and and that's the process and it's funny you just mentioned how you have that rolodex in your head so who taught you to scout how'd you learn you know what my dad um my dad played pro football for a long time he was a high school coach college coach and all we did a lot of times at night is just talk about players um he told me about Bob Hayes and all the great players he was around growing up. I mean, him playing football at Florida A&M with um, Jake Gaither, the famous coach from Florida A&M. And, you know, so I've always had an eye for looking at players. And then when I was in college, you know, being around so many great players is an advantage to you in life. If you've been around Hall of Famers, you've been around all pros you've been around all Americans you tend to get a feel of what they look like and that's been one of the great things in my life and then my greatest mentor in this business was Ron Wolf who hired me at the Green Bay Packers and I had Ted Thompson and I've been able to meet so many great players I played with many Hall of Famers I played with all pros I played with first round draft picks free agents and then getting involved in scouting at the Packers and and being part of some great drafts and building a Super Bowl team, understanding 
what the culture is supposed to look like, understanding what the physical traits look like to play it at a high level. I hope I asked this question the right way, Alonzo, because I, I think about this from the NFL standpoint. So you're putting a board together, mm-hmm. 250, 290 players, and then obviously all your undrafteds. Maybe you do something similar here at Miami or you have you have a list. Can you maybe describe the fine line between as you start separating players, right? Like mm-hmm. what separates tier one from tier two or two from three, right? Because you got to stack that board and you're looking for something. Well, first of all, you're always going to select the best player, regardless of what the public says, regardless of what the media says. Our goal is to choose the best player because we want the best players to always play for University of Miami. There is no agenda. It's just about selecting the best players. And then from identifying the top talent, you look at the physical size and traits because there's certain standards you want for your football team on the offensive line, the defensive line, defensive backs, receivers. We always want to sign fast receivers. We always want to find corners who have length and size, who can turn and run. We always want defensive linemen that are big and physical with good agility and flexibility. So, you know, all those sorts of things become the separator in players. When you think of great football and baseball, you think about the you. When you get hurt in a car, truck, or motorcycle wreck, you need to think Lebovic Law Group. At Lebovic Law Group, you come first. We work to get you all the money you are entitled to. Injured? You need to call or click Lebovic. Lebovic Law Group, the exclusive sponsor of the Miami Hurricanes and proud sponsor of all things you. Go you! Can a player grab you that might miss on some one aspect of that, but, you know, lights out and somewhere else where you just fall in love with somebody? You know what? Those are called unicorns. There are those unicorns out there. Um, That guy that doesn't match up to the standards you want, but his play, his ability to affect the game overcomes those odds, but you can't have a team full of exceptions. Correct. You, you, you can't make a team full except you got to stick to your core beliefs on building your team and what you believe was best for your organization. So, yes, will you take a chance on an exception? Yes. Will you have a team full of exceptions? No. Do you like finding gems? Quote, unquote, aren't the top-ranked person in the class, but you saw something on film and said, we developed this kid, he will be an important part of this team. Oh, that's that's the beautiful part about this business. Um, it's easy to identify Adrian Peterson. It's harder to identify Kareem Hunt. You know, we had a player this year in Seattle. I, I gave a high round draft pick to um, Tariq Woolen, and we ended up drafting him in the fifth round, and he went on to make all pro this year. Those are the nucleus and the core players that develop depth on your team. When you can take that three-star and he turns into an All-American and you can take that, add him along with those other five-stars and four-star players that that were expected to play at a high level, then you get these other kids that come along that no one expected them to be who they are, and they blossom into Ed Reed, they blossom into um, Warren Sapp, they blossom into Russell Maryland. Now you have a team full of great players so uh, in this 23 class is there a couple guys like that that when you put the film on you fell in love with and didn't care who said what about them uh you know what i think because of the star system there really are no diamonds really anymore even in pro football there's not many 
diamonds in a rough anymore because of the information age we live in. But when you're able to pull the trigger on quality players before other people do or draft players before other people do. Who would fit that bill in this class? All 25. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I tried, man. I couldn't do it. I tried. All I, 25 players are gems this year in the, in the the kids that we sign. You know what I'm proud of in this class? This coaching staff, this scouting department worked their butt off to bring a good class in. And I think we're off to a good start. We've got a long way to go. We're not there yet. We're not even close to where we want to be. But we're trying to build a foundation. You can't build go forward without building a foundation first. And, you know, last year was sort of a foundation. Mario got there in January. He had to, everything was on the run. I've only been here seven months, so we're all working together. We're all learning each other. We're all identifying each other's strengths and where we're weak at, where we're strong at. So, But we're all working together. And, you know, we've got a good group of kids, Dennis Smith and Steven Shrum and, and Landon Simpson and Andrew Rogers and McKenzie and all the young kids in the in the scouting department who put so many hours into work to help make us better. And, you know, scouting's never one individual. It's about a collective group. And this group is going to grow together. And I hope I can give them wisdom. And I hope they learn something from me about scouting. And that's what we're trying to do because there's only one agenda in this whole scouting world. It's about the University of Miami football team. That's what this is all about. Nothing matters but the University of Miami football team. So you said you love watching film. It's still your thing. How long does it take you to know? Oh, sometimes it's like, you know, I'm married, so I have a wife. So when I saw her the first time, I said, that's her. Sometimes in this business, you know it the moment it walks through the door or the minute he walks on the field, you go, that's a guy. You know, and then there's other people you weren't sure about them. One of the things I'm most proud of in this recruiting class, um, I was very impressed with the people, their families, um, their stories, and who they were as people. I was very impressed with that. How about development? From the standpoint of you see a player and you forecast, hey, in our system, in our weight room, with our coaches, I see blank down the road. How much of that is a part of this other than just what you see right in front of your face? I'm going to say this. 24 years of college scouting. Now, this is just me. I think there are those elite athletes in college football. I watched Adrian Peterson the first day of practice, and he was a pro. I mean, I think 95 to 97% of these kids need development at every level. And there are those top 3% in the nation. They were almost ready as freshmen in college, but that's far and few. There's not many Adrian Petersons out there. There's not many Javion Clownies or Julius Peppers. Those guys are like generational guys. Everyone else has to be developed and they're able to get in the weight room, nutrition, all those sorts of things to get better. You know, and, and I think all these kids will need maturation. When you stack another class behind this and another class behind this, Someone snapped a, a snapshot at practice field of the University of Miami football team in 2025 versus 2022. How much different does it look? Put it this way. I think you're going to see bigger players, more speed, more athleticism. I, I think those are the things we have to improve on. We have to continue 
big offensive line, big defensive line, receivers that can run, running backs that are big and physical, um, linebackers that are fast. Those are the type of things everyone in the nation says that that's not a secret, but the key is finding that talent and developing that talent. Change the trajectory of your career or find your new passion. Both are possible at the University of Miami's Division of Continuing and International Education. The division offers over 50 courses with online and hybrid options for on-the-go professionals and busy parents. Visit miami.edu slash DCIE to learn more or call our enrollment advisors at 305-284-4000 to discover which course is right for you. You said so everyone knows what they want. Everyone knows who they are. How about what the opportunity that will be provided for them at the University of Miami with the commitment that has been made to football, with the recent announcement of the facility about what they can accomplish, not only where Miami's heading, but you mentioned it earlier, pride, right? And you were a part of something special. I told this to Mario that when this happens, the payoff for the people who are here, it will be otherworldly when Miami gets back to the top. Well, I, I tell people this all the time. Uh, when Miami gets back to where it's supposed to be in college football, there's no place like it in America. You know, I, the, you know what I love about Miami? The thing that challenges me the most about this city, you have to be good for the people to come see you. This isn't Alabama, LSU. You embrace that. We embraced it when I was in college. And I tell our players, you want people to come to the games? You stop talking. You want all that to happen? Win, and they will come. And that's just the way Miami is. And it's always going to be like that. I love the city. I love the culture. I love the diversity in Miami. But it's an entertainment city. There's a lot going on. They don't have to come to a game on Saturday in Miami. When you're in Kansas or you're in some of these states, that's all there is to do on Saturday. You know what piques people's interest in Miami? Winning. That goes for the Dolphins. It goes for the Miami Heat. It goes for the Florida Panthers. It goes for the University of Miami baseball team. It's about winning, and that's all it is. That's the challenge. That's the beautiful part I like about this college. It's not going to be, oh, hum, there's going to be 80,000 people regardless. No, 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 no. If you're not good, they're not going to come. So you embrace it. I say embrace it. Make them come to the games. Give them a reason to come. And the only reason, only thing you can do to make them come is win games. That's it. I love it. Last thing, how special will this be for you if and when this happens, that it, you were a part of this? Well, I've always had a piece of me torn inside knowing that we should have won three national championships in my four years in college. And I always wondered if I'd ever be back at University of Miami after the, Penn, after the losing to Penn State in the Fiesta Bowl. That was a part of me that's never healed. And the only way it was ever going to be healed in my lifetime was to come back to University of Miami and win again and win, and compete for another national championship and win. That's the only way it can be healed for me. You know, my time at Miami was special. I enjoyed the people. I enjoyed university. Dan Radakovich, I, I enjoy the people I work with now. Now it's what we have to do is take it a step further by bringing in the best players and developing these kids and teaching them the right way, teaching them the hurricane way, teaching them to understand that this game is about more than you. 
and you have to give more of yourself in order to get a lot in return. And those, those are the things I try and teach these kids. I love when kids come by my office and we sit and talk and we talk about life. And, 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 I, and I tell players, I'll tell you a little story I tell players all the time. You know, especially a young, talented player. When you see a player that's got a lot of talent, I tell them, what if I told you if you sacrifice everything, doing everything the right way for three or the next four years in your life and your life could be different for the next 40 years, would you take that bet? And you know what? Being a great football player, getting your education. If you do everything the right way in college and you fulfill your dreams, you go above and beyond to be a good football player, the next 40 years can be different in your life. That's all it takes. You're 20 years old, 18 years old. Just give up everything for three years to be a great football player, three or four years, and the rest of your life, you can live like a prince if you do things the right way. And that's why I'm glad I'm back because I want to bring this message to these kids. All right, Alonzo, I know I got to get you out of here. Thank you. I'm going to get you to give me some names the next time we talk. Um, I got to be secretive. That's all right. I got you. <laughs> I know how this goes. Enjoy whatever this meeting is. I hope it involves acquiring more talent. We'll talk again soon, buddy. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Take care. Bye, bud.